Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm here with Scott. Hey everybody. And today, for this short, what we're going to do is, um, well, I came across a top 10 list and we were kind of surprised by what was on it and Scott's going to tell you all about it. All right. Um, this was Ranker.com. I don't know if I was that familiar with the website. Were you? You know, I've seen a lot of their top 10 lists and never realized it was all being generated by the same company. And you guys have too. If you ever go on Facebook or Instagram, they're all over the place. Right. And some of them are intriguing and some get, you know, good conversations started and some of them you're like that's complete bullshit i'm not i'm not agreeing with that list right you know whenever they rank the top guitar players or the top you know know. the top movies of all time it's really fun because i feel like they always throw like number seven in there just to piss you off you know what i mean (laughs) so all of a sudden there's some like i don't know some eclectic indian guitarist that you never heard of from 1952 right that's top 10 now you know making a list like that is hard and i think the reason why ranker.com was created in the first place was because a single single person or a single magazine would do a top 10 list right. on whatever, like you said, guitarist or candy. And um, Reese's Cup, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree. That'll be our Halloween short. <laughs> um, the... Uh, um, where was it going? Oh, um, oh, so this site was created in order to give the, um, worldwide opinion. Basically, they call it crowdsourced rankings. Okay. On everything from films to food. They believe that the opinion of millions is more relevant and far more predictive than the opinion of one critic. So they have 40 million worldwide unique visitors. Wow. They outrank, uh, nearly every consumer site in minutes spent per visit. Collects over 15 million monthly votes across more than 100,000 lists, including extremely competitive searches like best movies of all time, which has 4.3 million votes. See, now this is the kind of an age old argument in itself. Do you give it to the unwashed masses to make the decision or should it be in the hands of people who focus and have a little bit more of an expertise, if you will? Yes. Like, should you have to be a guitar player to pick the best guitar player? I don't think so, but some people would say that's it. And yeah. does it have to be a popular guitar player like listen if nobody really liked your stuff are you that good so it is interesting though i think i do applaud ranker.com for giving us one place where we know the popular opinion is being represented they do have mechanisms in place to uh, mechanisms yeah to eliminate the possibility of people like trying to band together and like upvote something just to get their special person 4.3 million it's tough to get a group together to sway that number you know exactly it's not like we could tell all our podcast listeners all like 18 of them to go out and sway ranker.com <laughs> that's right it used to be 12s yeah, now 12, we have 18s of fans 18s of fans yeah the one that was most interesting to me was that you can sign up you can get an account and you can create your own separate copy of a list so if you don't agree with the top 10 that have been crowdsourced you can make your own top 10 that's yours personally and what they will do is they will count your rankings a little bit higher than they would have just some anybody coming to the site and ranking them why because you went to the trouble of making your list exactly uh, reward effort on ranker.com yeah so anyway the list that i came across was the top 10 bourbons as chosen by the masses is how the catchphrase was right so <laughs> scott go through the list and tell the people a what the list was and if you remember what episode we talked about it whiskey sure <laughs> oh my God, put me on the spot. Ow. Uh, so yeah, as Ed said, these are the top 10 bourbons as ranked by you. Number 10, Basil Hayden's. 
one of our favorites well, going yeah. back. This was episode two? Two. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely two. It was uh, Basil Hayden and um, Old Granddad Bonded That's 100. That's right. Are you surprised to see it at number 10? Uh, I think it belongs in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, we can argue whether it should be seven or something, but I, I'm not mad. Number nine, Knob Creek. Right. And Knob right. Creek was in episode seven, part of our origin stories. Yeah. And I think I'm kind of surprised to see it at nine. I mean, I really like it, but lots I of I was people- surprised it made the top 10. I thought with 100 proof, yeah. it was more of an eclectic taste, if you will. But I think what the list is going to show us is that Beams from Tory does a very good job of marketing its product. Yeah, they do. Like These two, Basil Hayden's and Knob Creek, are part of their small batch- uh, Family. Well, fam- yeah, yeah. Thank you. Family of bourbons. Correct. <laughs> Number eight- Maker's Mark. Which we uh, did an episode, uh, two episodes ago. Maker's Mark, yeah. a weeded bourbon, a classic, been around since the 50s. I think that fleet deserves to be on the list for many reasons. Yeah, it's very popular. And uh, we actually kind of resurrected it in our inventory. We did. Because we had not drank it in so long yeah. that when we went back and visited it, we were like, wow, this is actually a nice drinking bourbon. Number seven, Booker's. The complete opposite of yeah. Baker's Mark. Yeah, so uh, the third of the um, Basil Hayden Knob Creek Brotherhood, if you will. And I happen to have some because I got some for my birthday. Word. Baker's, the fourth brother, is not on Not the on list. the top yeah. ten list. Not on no. the top ten list. Booker's is uh, terrific. Um, we just had it. Yesterday. Because uh, I wanted to open it, and uh, it's 128 proof. Yep. And, but it's fantastic. You know, named after Booker No. It's one that begs you to self-proof it with some distilled water, with some ice. Complex flavor. It's just spectacular. Yeah. Number six, Eagle Rare. Very surprised that Eagle Rare made it because, you know, it's still under the radar. And what's funny is I've seen it for as much as 49 50 bucks a bottle, but most places still have it at 32 to $33 a bottle. And maybe at number six, it's not under the radar. I guess not. If the most popular ranking site in the country with 40 million people involved have picked it as the sixth most favored bourbon that I have to say I need to stop saying is under the radar. Right, I know. Number five, Elijah Craig. Uh, here we go. In Scott's face. <laughs> Elijah Craig just posted you on the dunk to the forehead. He did. Dunked, made you do a shot of him and dunked on you again. <laughs> Elijah Craig is spectacular from the Heaven Hill family. We talked about him a lot. Yeah. And, um, and Scott kids around. I Every mean, time he drinks it, he loves it. Yeah. He just doesn't buy it because right. there's a, 10 other bottles that he likes to drink. So he gets crowded on the liquor shelf in here. You well, know what I mean? Well, I will give it its due. I was not surprised to see it on the list. Uh, maybe surprised to see it at five, but you know, I'm not angry. Number four, Buffalo fucking Trace. If it was number 10, I'd understand it. It's certainly not better than Eagle Rare and it's not much cheaper. I think it's just the masses and this particular case not knowing what they're doing right you could mix it if you want whiskey and ginger or ginger beer or coke even and not do too much damage to it it's simply not as good a sipping whiskey as the other nine on the list yeah we actually paired it in episode four with with eagle rare correct and it did not compare favorably it, to see it at four above eagle rare is, is it's just surprising. wrong yeah. it's not better than eagle I, rare i don't think it belongs in the top 10 if it was just on sales maybe but this isn't about sales they're saying the best bourbon these are people just picking it right but it should not be the fourth most popular bourbon in the country it just shouldn't number three pappy van winkle 
Uh, I think just on reputation alone, I don't know how many people have actually tasted Pappy Van Winkle. It's pretty rare and very expensive. I mean, with the rest of the ones that are on this list before it, those are all incredibly cheap yeah, comparatively. This is why Citizen Kane is number one on the movie list. It's got the name recognition and everybody throws it up there. Right. I understand the elements of Citizen Kane that make it unique, but in the last 80 years, there's probably been a better movie that's come out. Doesn't make it a good but movie. But it just sits there at number one, Rosebud, over and over again. <laughs> So, it's a fucking sled. Which would you rather watch? Shawshank Redemption, Goodfellas, Godfather, or Citizen Kane? I watch all of them before Citizen Kane. All of them. Yeah. Fuck Citizen Kane. Seriously. Fuck it right in the corner. <laughs> Number two, Woodford Reserve. Paired with the Knob Creek uh, in our origin story, this was Ed's. Yep, and I'm, I guarantee you I drank a half gallon of it this summer. I love it. It makes a great Manhattan. We call it the gateway to whiskey. When someone says, you know what, I want to get into whiskey, but I haven't ever really drank it, I go, hey, yep. what for reserve? I do too. Or Basil Hayden. Yeah. They're very, very similar in that, that they're they're very user-friendly when you first go in. You know, compared to like, let's say, you know, a Russell Tenure, which is, has a little bit of fire, or a Knob Creek, which has a lot of intensity. Woodford's not like that. And yet it holds up. It's not a thin no, bourbon. No. It's not like it lacks depth of flavor. There's just something about it that's very, very nice. It's a perfect expression of what a bourbon is supposed to taste like. Number one, Blanton's. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's a terrific bourbon. We have not been able to get it recently. I've not even seen it on the shelves. It, uh, I think it's a lot more expensive than it used to be. Um, well, because like we talked about, Blanton's, which used to be about $55, $56 a bottle, is now $80 a bottle at most places because you simply can't get it. Also, I think what's going on is people are hoarding. Yeah. They see it. They see five bottles in the store. They buy all five bottles. And then everyone else is uh, shut right. out of luck. I think they people know how rare it is. And then they're buying it for their friends and stuff. Yeah. I think Scott's right. People are being dicks. You see this a lot with, with like uh, sport sporting and concert tickets. You know, they, they buy them. And then in the secondary market, they're double, triple prices. Well, right. now liquor stores, since they're independently owned, they see an opportunity. You yeah. Know? yeah. This is like why Disneyland charging, uh, Disney World charging $4 a bottle of water. They know you can't go out and get a water elsewhere. Right. What about that, Mickey? Mickey's taking that bottle of water and shoving it right up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much fanatical Disney people out there. Okay. Yeah, they're fucking weird. They're a company. They're they make billions of dollars. Relax. And some okay. of the most surprising people are like, oh my God, I'm going to Disney. You Wait, you're going to Disney? You like Iron Maiden. You like nipple clips. Uh, what are you, you know, doing at Disney? Well, I mean, we don't know. Goofy's gone a while, but listen. <laughs> Goofy. Yeah. Is do you think Goofy's the, the well, sexual one, deviant? Which one would you think would be in a nipple? I don't know. Well, many, you never know. Many. It, it could be. Yeah, many. Minnie's right. totally into it. She seems all sweet. Hey, hey. No, she's in the nipple clips. Freak. All right. Yeah. And uh, French ticklers. Yeah. It's my granddaughter's favorite character. <laughs> let's, let's just leave Minnie, Minnie Mouse alone right now before I get letters from my family. All right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning into our informative little short on the top bourbons in the world today as we gratuitously pat ourselves on the back for doing episodes about them. Well, I think they comprise like a beginner's list of right. what people should actually try. And uh, I think we're right in that wheelhouse. If you have a good tasting drink of these spirits, you're going to have a very nice repertoire on what you like and what you don't like in the whiskey world. All right? Yeah, absolutely. So, thanks so much for listening. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. And this has been a Whiskey Short. Later. Later.